not your traditional hyphenation opening here, but uh, it is a uh, 1:33 p.m. Uh, the NFL has come down with some decisions, and I want to make sure that I get these in here for everybody. Uh, what you're about to hear is my takes on what happened between at the end of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Brown game uh, that occurred on Thursday, November the 14th in Cleveland. Uh, and what happened between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. And the league's come down with its decisions and its punishments and things like that. So I want to include them here. And then we'll get into the episode proper. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns organizations have each been fined $250,000 in three, $250, three players. Cleveland's Miles Garrett and Larry Ojanobi and Pittsburgh's Maurice Pouncey have been suspended without pay for their actions in Thursday night's game. Thursday night's game. Garrett has been suspended without pay indefinitely at a minimum for the remainder of the regular season and postseason and must meet with the commissioner's office prior to a decision on his reinstatement. He was also fined an additional amount. Garrett violated unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct rules, as well as fighting, removing the helmet of an opponent, and using the helmet as a weapon. Pouncey has been suspended without pay for three games and fined an additional amount for fighting, including punching and kicking an opponent. Ojinobi has been suspended without pay for one game and find an additional amount for unnecessary and find an additional amount for unnecessary roughness. Specifically for shoving an opposing player to the ground during an altercation. Additional discipline for other players will be forthcoming through the standard accountability process, including those that left the bench to enter the fight area. Under the collective bargaining agreement, the suspensions may be appealed within within three business days. Appeals are heard and decided by either Derek Brooks or James Thrash. The officers jointly appointed and compensated by the NFL and NFL Players Association to decide appeals of on-field player discipline. So, Garrett suspended indefinitely. Penalty got three games. Ojinobi has one game. And I'm just going to do a quick check on Twitter because I heard they said in the statement additional fines were coming. Um, yeah, apparently there, there still hasn't been anything for Mason Rudolph, the instigator of the whole fight. And and now Twitter's going crazy. Um, yeah, what what you're about to hear is my takes on this. I recorded it this morning um, around 9 p.m. 9 p.m. 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, and like I said, it's now 1:36 p.m. You will be hearing this tonight on November the 14th, 2019. And let me just make sure that nothing for Mason Rudolph has come down. Yeah, um, nothing. Nothing at all for Mason Rudolph. So yeah, enjoy the show. I also talk about uh, Carmelo Anthony being signed by the Portland Trailblazers that's why he's in the episode artwork Uh, but this is Hyphenation I'm your host Kellen Conley play the music
of the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, debonair, daring, deadly, defiant, dangerous. Don't, uh, I ain't doing it this time. There's only so many times you can do the whole D thing. Host, Kellen Conley. I'd say uh, roughly about roughly about 14, 15 hours ago. Had no idea what I was going to record for this episode, man. And I don't know if this is going to go up as an emergency pod or if you're going to get it on Sunday. Because of the timeliness, you might get an emergency pod tonight, so... Hyphenation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. Morgantown, whoops, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And then also brought to you by the themarkrob.wordpress.com. Mark Rob, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus, showing mad love, Robinson. Lots of great content on that blog. Go check it out again. That's the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot WordPress dot com. With the formalities out of the way, this episode is brought to you by Circle K Coffee. The second one of the day because the first one was trash. I had to stop at another Circle K on the way over to the location. The location today. The Morgantown Mall parking lot. So... Tuesday, Monday, Monday, after Browns in Our Blood, after we recorded, and you can watch that on YouTube or on hyphenpodcastgroup.com, plug, as Maps would say. Ah, man. Anthony said, I would like to go watch the Browns-Steelers game on Thursday night. I said, I'll let you know. So, Thursday rolls around, and uh, check with the wife, and she's perfectly fine with that. So, thusly, I go meet up with Anthony at the University Town Center Buffalo Wild Wings, joined by a friend of the show, friend of me, Gary Wolf, who is a Steelers fan. I am the Browns fan by by uh, marriage, so to speak. Still a Raiders fan. But obviously pulling for the Browns because I hate the Steelers. Hate them, hate them, hate them. That wasn't a catch, Franco Harris. And so we watch the first half, eat our food. Gary takes his leave. He's more responsible than me. Plus he has to drive to work further than I do. So me and Anthony's watching the second half. The Browns play possibly their best game of the entire season. There's some questionable hits. Juju gets knocked out with a um, concussion. Another player goes out with a concussion. And social media is stirring that the Browns are playing dirty. But just for the record, one, football is very violent. We all know that. Some of the hits did look very blatant. One Browns player got thrown out for his uh, helmet-to-helmet hit. 
and the the Steelers have had their fair share of flagrant hits over the years. Just, just throwing it out there. But it's it's professional football, it's college football, high school football. Football at any level is dangerous. Like I was listening to Simmons and uh, who's your man, cousin Sal. And Sal and Simmons, uh, Sal was talking about how he went to with his son's, uh, I think, uh, middle school football game or something. Uh, some kind of organized football. But, I mean, I, I think his son is, like, younger than 16 but older than 10. Anyway, his first year playing football. His son did not get hurt, but there's another player, a friend of his son's, who took a wallop in that game. And thankfully he's okay, but he said the hit was just so brutal. It was just scary watching that kid be motionless for a while. So football is a dangerous sport. All that aside, the Browns beat the Steelers last night. Defense looked fantastic. Oh, Steve Wilkes, an apology. I said Steve Wilkes is not a good defensive coordinator. I said the Browns weren't responding to him, and then they show up and do what they did last night. So my Steve Wilkes hot take is now dead. And again, you can go back and watch that episode whenever you want to. It's available on Monster Lung Sound Vision YouTube channel. And the game is closing out. Uh, God, what was the score? The Browns had 17. I know that much. Let me check real quick. Pitt v. Cleveland... Steelers at Brown. Da, 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 da. Yeah, the Browns won 21 7. Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or Theater from Our Butts. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. So. It's. It's the end of the game, like within the last 15 seconds. Steelers are deep in their own territory. Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, the quarterback from uh, Oklahoma State, who has been the Steelers starter for most of the year after Roethlisberger went down, he drops back for a pass, gets the pass off. I believe he doesn't complete it. Miles Garrett was coming for him, which is the – the Browns is uh, number one draft pick from a few years back. And he's coming for him. And he, he's close enough where Rudolph gets rid of the ball, but he can't stop his forward momentum. But he doesn't try to wallop Rudolph. He, he essentially wraps him up and proceeds to take him down. Now, could there have been a penalty called? Maybe. It wasn't rough in the passer. It was probably a very clean tackle. Probably the gentlest tackle you could possibly do at that point in the game. And Mason Rudolph decides he didn't like it. So Mason Rudolph proceeds to start popping shit 
and starts pulling on Miles Garrett's helmet as he's trying to get up from the tackle. Partially succeeds in pulling the helmet. Well, not partially. He succeeds in pulling the helmet at least halfway off of Garrett's head before he lets go. And now there's other players around trying to separate them. I believe they were Steelers players. Garrett is up. And Garrett takes offense to Rudolph's offense, you know? So, Miles Garrett, who in his three seasons in the league has been a pretty much stand-up dude from everything I've seen, as well as being an exception, exceptional on the field talent. Never has had, haven't, heard, haven't heard anything bad about this guy. Proceeds to grab Mason Rudolph's helmet. And he rips it off of his head. So now the helmet's off. I mean, obviously there's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty at this point. And he's being pushed away. Rudolph is still attempting to... <sighs> I'm going to have to look it up. Rudolph is still attempting to go after Miles Garrett. Hold on. Here we go. There's a way better video of this. Hold on. Come on, Reddit. They had a not safe for work video and everything up. They probably took that shit down. Brown Steelers fight. A video blocked from the NFL. Yeah, the NFL is deep six in that shit real quick. Maybe. Hold on. Let's see if there is a. Normally they're pretty good about putting up mirrors, mirror links. Hold on. Flag is... Whoa! Hello! Whoa! Alright, so... Let me just break it down to you. Real quick. I know this is great podcasting, but... I just want to have it accurate as to what... comes, wraps him up. He even he even goes down first. So so Garrett goes down on the tackle. I said it was a very soft tackle. All right. So Rudolph gets the ball off, wraps him up, and then Miles kind of twists so that the hit isn't that hard. So here's Rudolph going after him. There's two Steelers around him. Then Miles is mad, pulls the helmet. Rudolph goes after him. Okay. Okay, let me calm down. Mason Rudolph chase after the helmet is ripped off by Miles Garrett. Two Steelers are in between after the helmet comes off. Here we go. All right, he got his helmet. All right, so he got a flag for unsportsman. The ref throws a flag. 
there's one, there's two dudes there. There's uh, 66 and 71. I can't read their names. Rudolph is charging between both of them to go after Garrett for ripping off his helmet. Okay? The play is done. He's gotten a penalty. The flag is thrown. Rudolph is persisting. And so 66 is pushing Garrett away. Rudolph is still after Garrett. And then Miles Garrett, who has the helmet in his hand, just cocks back with his right hand and just slams the helmet into Mason Rudolph's head. It was a clean tackle. But then Rudolph's like, I'm going to rip off your helmet. And so Miles is like, all right, I'm going to take your helmet, jackass. So he took the helmet, got the flag, being separated, and then here comes Mason Rudolph. And then Miles is like, oh, really? You want some more? Bow. And then here comes Pouncey, punching, kicking him. And then everything turns into a big skirmish. And then Ojanobi comes up and then hits Rudolph from behind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Sorry for that bad podcasting and all that. that uh, 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 but Miles Rudolph hit Mason. Miles Rudolph. Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. Never in my 36 years on this planet has have I seen something like that on a football field? I've seen fights. I've seen people get stomped on. Everybody saw Albert Hainsworth stomping on stomping on a, a player no helmet a few years back. Uh, I believe he got five or six game suspension when he was with the Titans when that happened. And I I just don't know what happened. <laughs> and. Just, just the, uh, let me run it back here. Just eight seconds. Eight seconds. The clock is stopped at eight seconds when Garrett slams him with the helmet. What? Ah. <sighs> It literally makes... The whole thing is just stupid. The game's over. 21-7. Why did Rudolph feel the need to try to rip Garrett's um, helmet off? Because he wraps him up. Garrett spins and pulls him down on top of him so he's not taking the full brunt of the hit. It was unavoidable. Garrett was right there. He could not stop. So Garrett wrapped him up in the most professional, easy way possible. So even if he got a late hit, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, roughing the passer, that's fine. But he still tried to protect Rudolph. And then Rudolph is like, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. And... 
And then Miles just lost it. I don't know what it was, man, but... Man, like, Garrett came out after the game and said he made a mistake. That's not how he plays. He doesn't know what happened. He just lost his cool. He admitted he made a mistake. He's taking full ownership. I don't know if Rudolph's come out and said anything about this. Baker said he wasn't going like that. He couldn't stand for that. Uh, a lot of the Browns are being are saying they can't stand for that. So Miles Garrett hit another football player from another football team with his own helmet, and then Ojinobi comes up and then just blasts Rudolph in the back as a retaliation. I've seen fights. I've seen people get stomped in the head. I've seen everything on the football field except for this. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play you the video that I shot that I sent to... um. Hold on, Anthony with the... Oh, Anthony's talking about the Browns making the playoffs. Uh, so I sent E a video. So look. Miles Garrett just hit a dude in the head with a helmet. This is four beers hyphen, by the way. He deserved it because uh, Rudolph totally instigated that whole fracas. I said he deserved it. But Miles Garrett just hit a dude in the head with a helmet. He might get deep six the rest of the season. This next Browns-Steelers game is going to be so real here in 17 days. Browns are going to win this 21-7. There's still five seconds on the clock, and nobody knows what to do. Like, Wow. This is going to overshadow a great team win by the Browns. <laughs> this is a super high take. What? They're not allowed Baker. No, because Baker do something crazy. This might be an NFL equivalent of Malice at the Palace right now. Other than the fan interaction. That's a super high take, but I'm sticking with it. He's watching the drama unfold. Never in my life have I seen another grown-ass man, another grown-ass man with a helmet on the football field. Yeah, week 13 in Pittsburgh is going to be so. Hey, do you want to go to Pittsburgh and watch that game? I would love to. I would love to, my friend. Rudolph instigated that whole thing, though. That was all Rudolph. <laughs> he said get in the locker room. He's like, get your ass out. And you know what? Freddie's pissed. He should be. Tomlin's pissed. This is stupid. There was eight seconds left in the game, man. So there you go. The four beers take and now the sober take, man. Like, I feel like it's malice at the palace level because th this might be the worst on the field incident in NFL history. There wasn't anybody punching fans in the stands, but the level, oh, man, like, even if I think back to some of the worst NBA fights, 
first one comes to mind is uh, Kermit Washington and Rudy Tomjanovich. If you ain't seen that video, get on your YouTube, your YouTuber, and search Kermit Washington, Rudy Tomjanovich. Uh, Kermit Washington played for the Lakers in the, I think this happened in the 80s, maybe uh, 70s. And Kermit Washington is scuffling with another player. And Rudy Tomjanovich is trying to come up and stop the, he played for the Rockets at the time, trying to stop the whole fight. Same Rudy who won two titles in Houston in the 90s. Coached the Lakers for a little bit, didn't work out. Rudy's trying to come up and intervene, and Kermit Washington just sees somebody coming at him out of the corner of his eye, and he just turns and hits him, and Rudy's leveled. Still one of the most nastiest fights, punches, and, and like he, he destroyed Tom Janovich's face. It was bad. And I don't know how many games Washington got. I, he got a lot of games because he had the like longest suspension in NBA history until... Spreewell went after his coach, and until Artest and Jackson went into the stands, it sucks because this game was a real turning point, possibly for the Browns. Two straight wins, a win over the, the, their biggest rival in the division, a nice home win, puts them at four and six, still in playoff contention. Puts the Steelers at 500, 5 and 5. Helps them in the AFC North where they're still undefeated so far this season. And then for it all to just kind of go to shit in the very last moments of the game. It like I said to Anthony, it reminded me of uh the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl, like after the interception. After they didn't run uh, beast mode and uh, Russell threw the pick and the Patriots had the ball. Homeboy from uh, from WVU, he went nuts and got, I think he got thrown out of the Super Bowl. The first player to be ejected from the Super Bowl. He did some foul shit too. But it, it, was, on, it was not on the level of hitting another player with a helmet. Let me see. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Super Bowl ejection. Here we go. Play. All kinds of clips. Get it out of here, though. Yep. And, and Belichick was saying, make sure these guys fire off. Look at everybody inside. Seattle ready to jump oh, now. Man. Of all things, if they jumped off and weren't drawn, that'll take them to the six-yard line. The officials will confer. Michael Bennett jumps off sides more than anybody this else. This is right after the pick in Super Bowl 49. And in this critical last chance moment. This is nothing like Miles Garrett, but it reminded me of it. And he wasn't. So the Seahawks are self-destructing after, God, why didn't they run him? Give it to Marshawn. Wow. They were going Tom Brady's a goat, man. And Bill Belichick Tom Brady. after all the hard weeks. Oh, wow, I was right there. Okay, so they line back up. Victory formation. This time... They start pushing and shoving. And then a scrum, of course. Here you go, flags. Well, you'll have an ugly ending to what was a pretty terrific ball game. Well, Irv 
been. You know, yeah. from Seattle standpoint, Bruce Irvin. Former Raider Bruce Irvin started that. I mean, just started shit because he was frustrated. They just lost the Super Bowl. They didn't run Marshawn at the one. Russell throws the pick. Then Michael Bennett goes off sides. And then Bruce Irvin just took out his frustration on like any Patriot that was near him. And he got thrown out of the Super Bowl. But this. Why did Miles swing with the helmet? A defenseless head against a football helmet. Those things are meant to protect heads, not break them. And, like, this is all anybody's talking about on the sports shows right now. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee it right now. Oh, man. And so people are popping off with, oh, well, there should be criminal charges, and that was assault. Schefter tweeted out assault. I I don't know if it'll be criminal charges. I guess Mason Rudolph would have to push him. <laughs> but I mean, normally with these things, like the league the, handles what they do, and then there's a huge fine. And normally police aren't brought in, but there's people saying that the Browns should just go ahead and cut Miles Garrett. Angel said that after I showed her the video this morning. She's like, "Are they going to cut him?" I was like, "I don't know. Like, I wouldn't think so." <sighs> Cause like I said, from everything I know of Miles Garrett, he's a stand-up dude, man. And he just he just lost it. He just completely went bonkers. But why would it be? Why would it be at Mason Rudolph? Cause like I said, Garrett was not trying to hurt him on the tackle. He tried to protect him. And then Mason Rudolph call it frustration at the game and the Browns defense or whatever. And he he lost it a little bit too. But trying to pull a, a pull his helmet off and setting him off. And then Miles like, all right, well, you wanna pull my helmet here? I'm gonna pull your helmet, little nigga, you know? And then he was getting pushed to like the other Steelers player was like, hey, hey, back up, man. Like, look, forget it. And then Mason still like a freaking uh he just kept coming. And then got popped in his dome. And he just took the shot. Here's the thing. Rudolph took the hit to the cranium. And was chilling. Like, whatever. I'm sure he had to get checked out for concussion signs, man. And it, it just was a bad end to a to a good football game for the Browns, a bad one for the Steelers. Happy to see the Steelers lose. Happy for the Browns. Best Browns win all season long, and then this. So I had mentioned in that video clip that I thought that uh, Miles might get suspended the rest of the season. There's six games left. Losing Miles Garrett for those six games will be awful. And if the Browns make the playoffs, do is he suspended for the entire NFL season? The remainder? Does he only get X amount of games? Because if he only gets six games, 
and the Browns still make the playoffs, then he's coming back for that wild card game. Possibly a divisional game, if depending on how the standings fall. Oh, man. They could come out later, and I don't think the league said anything yet because I, I keep checking to see if there's been any announcements from from the league about uh, any announcements from the league. And no, it's mostly uh, mostly uh, reactions. So here, CBS Sports, NFL players react to Browns, Miles Garrett, Swinging Helmet, Steelers. ESPN Miles Garrett suspension for Steelers Browns fight while he deserves record setting. I'm guessing they're gonna say record punishment for helmet swing. Uh, Maurice Pouncey, a hero for Miles Garrett payback and Brown Steelers fight from the New York Post. Uh, Miles Garrett helmet attack, no police investigation, so that's out. Mason Rudolph's legal team reviewing Miles Garrett incident. Potential legal fallout from Miles Garrett Mason Rudolph fight on Thursday. Rudolph's agent weighs in on Garrett's actions. Browns Miles Garrett brawl could lead to hefty fine lengthy suspension. NFL should suspend Browns Browns as Miles Garrett for the rest of the season. Miles Garrett, I made a mistake. I lost my cool. Man. Inexcusable. Browns Miles Garrett denounced for helmet attack on Mason Rudolph. It's bad, man. Pittsburgh Post Gazette, uh, Mason Rudolph's legal team reviewing, reviewing everything. But then they, I just saw something about no police charges. This is filed at eight sixteen a.m. Uh, spoke reporters about three minutes after the game ended. He called Garrett's actions pretty cowardly and bush league. He also said he was fine. Reporter asked him to fill in after absorbing a helmet blow to the top of his head. Rudolph's agent, Timothy Younger, said Friday morning via text that he is still gathering information on Thursday night incident before any decisions were regarding legal or civil actions Rudolph's behalf were made. Being hit on your... There are many risks that NFL QB assumes every snap taken on the field. Being hit on your uncovered head by a helmet being swung by a 275-pound defensive man is not one of them. Tonight could have had a catastrophic ending. The matter will be reviewed thoroughly. And then let, let me just bounce back to that one that said there will be... Um, no charges filed. That's from TMZ, so you know it's true. Oh, that was, this is at 6 a.m. Cleveland Police Department is not investigating Miles Garrett for assault stemming for helmet attack. Uh, so, depending... Oh, man. Mason Rudolph seems like the type who might get a legal team involved. But then, but then how would that play out? How How would that play out? Because if there is some kind of legal action from Rudolph towards Garrett on top of whatever the league does to him, how does, how does that make him look, not so much in the Steelers locker room, but I don't know, man. It, he started the whole thing as the thing. <laughs> That, that's the whole thing. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and go there. Let's just go ahead and go there. White quarterback gets pissed off, goes after a big black dude. Black dude retaliates once. Starts, the matter's kind of over. The white guy persists and then gets banged on on his fucking cranium. 
Miles Garrett is obviously the wrong party in this, but Rudolph has some explaining to do too. Why was any of that necessary from him? Let's roll reverse it. Let's roll reverse it, shall we? Uh, let's say Jameis Winston, who already has a sketchy past with uh, the law and making bad decisions and things like that. Let's take Mace or Jameis Winston drops back in the end of a loss against the Houston Texans. Let's say the Steelers, in fact, against the Houston, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, taking it, they're losing, drops back, uh, does a little shovel pass, and then, oh, look, there's T.J. Watt. Watt can't do anything not to hit him. Watt protects him the best way he can, takes him down gently, and then Jameis gets mad, starts going after T.J. Watt. And this whole incident unfolds the exact same way. T.J. Watt is still a maniac, but then I guarantee you more of the attention will be focused on Jameis. Jameis Winston instigated. This is just his character. He always he he's this is the kind of person he is. And Lord, I uh, wait till I see Janice. Janice is going to be all about. I'll probably get a text about Miles Garrett being. A thug and horrible and everything. I'm sure we'll have a couple conversations about it this weekend. Janice is my mother-in-law. She hates Baker from his uh, Oklahoma days. And so she she likes seeing Baker lose. But I, I'll... It's... An Angels media thing is cut him and void his contract and everything. It's pretty fucking bad, man. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think... Dorsey or the Haslam's will go that far. It's funny the same day they uh, cut Antonio Callaway because he's facing a 10 day, 10 game suspension for breaking the substance abuse policy again. This happens. So the Browns just took a stand against we don't want this kind of player on our team who can't stay clean and be here and be a part of the team. And then they have their number one draft pick of three years ago hit another defenseless player with a helmet. I, I If it was Jameis and T.J. Watt, man, T.J. Watt be getting a lot of shit, but nobody other there on Twitter, there's some of it, man. But you, you just don't see... You, you just don't see the same vitriol here, let's let's type in Mason. Mason Rudolph. Let's see what the latest is on Mason Rudolph here. So Mason Rudolph said no part in that brawl, not one bit. He's completely the victim. That's okay. So Mason Rudolph. Okay, so that's from a black guy, Miami made Mister uh, Mister Sears ninety two on Twitter. Then we got Y equals Y Philly fan JSI. Mason Rudolph didn't deserve what happened to him. But he started to fight. That being said, this isn't the first time Miles has been dirty. He should be suspended for a long time. He's a piece of shit. And he's no better than Vontez Burfecht. Burfecht is a fucking thug. I have no respect for that fool. And he, he's on my team and I, I have no respect for him. He's a fucking menace. And... and Mason Rudolph in the video looked like the white boy trying to get sprayed at the white expression, the free expression tunnel. 
here. Please get it together. Miles Garrett threw a late hit on Mason Rudolph, and Rudolph wasn't being a punk. Get it straight. Uh. Steelers fans act like Mason Rudolph didn't try to rip Garrett's helmet off first and then get in Garrett's face. I'm in no way condoning it, but Mason Rudolph should be held partly responsible for his action. <sighs> Stop talking at Max Kellerman. Emotions run high on a football field. You can't say Mason Rudolph started it. It doesn't justify swinging a helmet. You're an idiot. Mason Rudolph had it coming and no one is talking about it. Here we go. One more. Dude, you instigated Mason Rudolph at Mason 2 Rudolph. At Rudolph 2 Mason, dude, you instigated this, but the thing pressing criminal charges are ridiculous. The rest of the NFL is watching. That's what I mean, man. So, for the most part, it seems like... Coffee break. But for the most part, it seems like no one is saying what Miles did was acceptable. Because it wasn't. It was outrageous. But Mason Rudolph had a hand in all this. And he's getting pretty much exonerated. No one's paying attention to... Pay no attention to the quarterback who started it in the corner. Is what it feels like. It's it's just insane. <laughs> so, my best guess... Uh, I think they suspend... Miles Garrett for the rest of the season. I don't think the Browns void his contract or anything like that. I think they'll stand by him. Mason Rudolph should get a game or two for his instigation of it. He was just as guilty in everything leading up to Mason Rudolph pummeling him with that helmet. If the league has any mercy on... um. Did I say Mason? See, these damn names, these Miles and Mason. Um, Yeah, Mason Rudolph, I feel like, should get at least a couple game suspension. He was just as guilty of instigating everything up to the moment of getting hit with the helmet by Miles Garrett, in case I didn't say that correctly. Pouncey, he should get fined. He was protecting his quarterback, like... I feel like that penalty would not have been hitting and kicking if he hadn't just seen his teammate get assaulted with a football helmet on the field. Fine penalty. Ojanobi, fine him. Maybe, a, I don't think he needs a game. Fine Ojanobi. He shouldn't have hit Rudolph from the back. Garrett should get fine. Rudolph should be fine. But what will probably happen... Knowing Roger, they're going to they're going to probably spend uh, Garrett for the season and fine him. Rudolph will get a very hefty fine, a big fine. He won't get any time. He won't get any kind of suspension. Pouncey will get a fine. He won't get suspended. And Ojinobi 
we'll get a, a fine as well. That's how I think it'll play out. And uh, if it was a black quarterback and a white and a white defensive end, man, it, it I just think the reaction would be different. And I hate to take it there, but it's something that needs to be addressed in this whole whole cluster that that was the Browns that was the Browns Steelers fracas at the end of the game. So make sure you tune in to Browns on our blood next week. Uh, be interested to hear Eric and Anthony's takes on that. I don't know if I'll be on the show next week, depending on when they record, but be very interested to hear their takes, their responses to what the league comes down with. Or they could go, they already could go, or Goodell could completely botch this and be like, uh, Miles Garrett, you're getting, uh, two games and, and we're just going to find everybody else. <laughs> and we're finding you, Miles Garrett. Everybody be like, what? How how are you how are you in another bear at the helmet? You only get two games. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. So I will keep a sharp eye on this. But I, I just could not I I could not talk about it, man. I like I said, I literally had no idea what I was gonna talk about, and then I had three topics that I could go in on by uh, the time I got up this morning. And one one was kind of in the back of my head, but then I felt like it was uh, kind of important. <sighs> Next topic. Let's talk about some happy news. And by happy news, Carmelo Anthony is now a Portland Trailblazer, which makes me very happy. I don't know if y'all knew. I don't know if y'all knew. But I used to hate LeBron James. Funny coming from the guy who anointed LeBron James the greatest basketball player of all time over my favoriteest player in the entire world, Michael Jordan. So if you want to hear my thoughts on LeBron versus Jordan, um, which I think is an underrated episode personally, you can check that out. It's episode 66, Neither Here or There. And I just talk about LeBron versus Michael. It was right after the um, 2018 NBA Finals completed. Just FYI. But Car- Carmelo Anthony, who has not played in the NBA since 2018... Who apparently, according to Basketball Reference, one of his nicknames is Sweet Melon. Interesting. Is now a Portland Trailblazer. Which is super exciting for me. Why is it exciting for me? Well, let me tell you. In all those years I hated LeBron. There was the two big names of the 2003 draft, which ended up being a whole bunch of big names out of the 2003 draft. Of course, Dwayne Wade was there. Chris Bosh was there. Uh, that 2003 draft was deep. And I came to probably love Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. I respect Chris Bosh, but he's one of my, one of my favorite players. But I became a Dwayne Wade fan pretty quickly as he, uh, he, uh, as the seasons progressed. But Melo was my guy over LeBron. I... 
the thing is, whenever there's a player in the NBA that challenges that I can physically see challenges Mike on some level, I don't like him. I hated Kobe for years. Years. I did not come around on Kobe until he was literally by himself losing first round series to his sons. And I was like, you know what? I kind of fuck with Kobe. And then when Kobe started getting players and they were going against the Celtics and, and beating the Magic and beating the Celtics, I was a Kobe fan, man. Now, I, I enjoyed the, the tail end of Kobe's career. I, I enjoyed watching him. He was a lot of fun. I had a lot of respect gained for him. Still don't know how I feel about that whole rape thing that, of course, the, the charges got dropped. He did still civil civil. He did still settle the civil lawsuit. So that's there. In case anybody wants to open up that bucket of worms, I have a piece on my website, Hyphen Universe, about Kobe and his retirement and how all that's muddled by what happened in Colorado in uh, 2003. But, you know, I still have a great deal of respect for Kobe as a basketball player. But LeBron, I hated him for so long, man. I just used to give LeBron so much shit. He couldn't win. Uh, he, he didn't have the killer instinct that Jordan had. Uh, I, I did not give LeBron his props until he went to Miami because he announced, I, I think it was the year he was getting ready to leave, the year he left Cleveland in 09-10. I think that was the year he announced he's going to change his number to six next season. And that made me feel good because I hated that he's wearing 23 and Obviously, 23 is synonymous with LeBron as it is with Mike now. Some kids don't even recognize Mike. It's only only LBJ, rightfully so, man. LeBron James is still the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan will always be my favorite basketball player of all time, though. But I I just like Melo. I remember being in finish line. I feel like it was like maybe 2005 and I had had some money on me and I was going to buy one of those swingman jerseys that uh that Re- was Reebok making them at that time or Nike Nike was making them before Reebok got the league deal and was doing all the jerseys in apparel and I was looking I was like man do I want to get a LeBron jersey because this is still early on like this is LeBron before Obviously, people were calling King James real early and stuff. But this before, you know, LeBron was really taking over the league. Like, this probably before the 25 points in the fourth quarter against the Pistons and everything. I was like, do I want to get a LeBron jersey? And I think it was a red joint, just a regular red joint. Or do I want to get this mellow swing, man? And I got the mellow jersey, man. And I, I... to this day, not to this day, excuse me, but for years, I've really thought Carmelo was the better player compared to LeBron. Statistically, you can see that Melo had a better year and he made the playoffs his first year with the Nuggets. Like he averaged 21 points, uh, 21 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 2.8 assists his rookie year. And that was on, he's getting 36 minutes a game. 
his rookie year. And I like I was all about Melo, man. I liked him at Syracuse. I mean, he led the team to national championship. First time Syracuse had first and last. Syracuse hasn't won since 04, have they? Since 03? I don't even know. I can't. I'd have to look. But I like that Syracuse team. I like Melo. I I thought LeBron was overhyped coming in, so I was just a Melo fan. And I stayed a Melo fan for years and years. And I was, and I'll even say, I was kind of pulling as much as I like Kobe and the Lakers in the late like in the late 2000s, late uh, aughts, I guess they're called. Um, as much as I liked Kobe, I was pulling for Denver in that uh, 2009 Western Conference Final, man. I wanted to see Denver get to the finals. Uh, didn't work out for him, obviously. And here, here's the thing where I might be a little bit of a, a hypocrite. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> but I always give Chris Paul such shit for wanting out of New Orleans because I always claim that everybody knew he wanted to be traded, but I never felt like he actually owned it when it was brought up to him. And I'd have to go back and look at some uh, some of the, some of the clips just to see, but I felt like whenever. Whenever Chris Paul was on Sports Center and talking about him wanting to be out of New Orleans, that he was like, "Oh, you know, trying to do his, I want to do his best for the team." Nah, nah, nah. You know, he like it just felt like he was he would never. I, I don't know. You can't. I mean, obviously he has to still play there. He's asking for a trade. It's not like he has a choice. I, and and I don't remember the whole contract situation with Chris Paul, but it just never felt like he was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be here." And when Melo did the same thing in Denver, that did feel like he owned it. Like he was like, it was constant all the time. Like, like Melo, I feel about Bill still be in Denver, and Melo was like, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the game. That's what I'm here for. Play the game, and you know, try to give my best out there. But it is what like it. it I don't know. Maybe it was just my perception. Maybe it's because I like Chris Paul. or uh, I like Carmelo Anthony way better than Chris Paul, and I always have. Chris Paul's trash. He's not the greatest point guard of all time. So when the trade happened to the New York Knicks, I was fine with it. Me and the Knicks have had a love-hate relationship over the years. When the Bulls were playing the Knicks, I hated them. When Mike was out of the league, I wanted the Knicks to win the championship. Um... And same thing when the Knicks were in the finals against the Spurs. I was pulling for them in 99. Um, and then the Knicks have just been terrible ever since. So him going to the Knicks didn't bother me. And Nick Mello was dangerous. But then that's when the whole reputation started with Mello is hurting the team. Because... Excuse me. The one knock that LeBron always got was, oh, he tries to involve his teammates so much. There's times when he needs to take over and he won't do it. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, he, he's trying to involve his teammates so much. And he, he got a lot of that in Cleveland years. And, he, and there was some times in Miami where he got that same knock. 
until he started winning titles. And then it wasn't such a big deal. But then he was sharing the ball with Wade and Bosh, so it made more sense. Melo never had that issue with uh, sharing the ball. And he never had that issue so much that when he got to New York and had a healthy Stoudemire and role players around him, there were still times, even when they were winning, that he still wasn't sharing the ball. <laughs> and he he just got labeled around the league. And in my eyes, like, he's a great scorer, a great basketball player, but he just seems selfish out there. He looks like he just wants to get his stats. And if if they're in it at the end, then he want. I mean, he want. I don't. I didn't question his competitiveness, but it's just like he just seemed like Melo's thing in New York, especially was let me get my stats and whatever else happens. Cool. I remember when he was up for free agency. I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like it was. Well, when was he up for free agency? He was because LeBron was he eleven or twelve? One of those seasons. He he had an opportunity to go visit some teams and check some places out. I know the he went to visit the Bulls because the Bulls had cap room for him to bring him in, and that's when the Bulls had uh, the Tibba Bulls, and they had they had my man Derek Rose, and they had uh, who else is on that team? Oh my God, Joakim Noah, Luol Dang. They had pieces in place. They had just went to the um, Eastern Conference Finals not that long ago, the year that Rose won the MVP. Yeah, I remember Melo visiting, and everybody's and everybody's like, "Oh, they're pitching to Melo." He saw he went to a couple places and visited and stuff like that. But then when he took the Knicks deal, it just seems selfish because it's like that team is not going anywhere. Like, and when I say selfish, he stayed to get the most money. The Knicks could offer him the most money, and that's exactly what he took. And then the Knicks didn't build around him. They couldn't. And Phil came in as a GM, and that was a disaster. Phil was high on peyote, you know. And, and then it's just like, oh, like, Mel. And then Melo still was still scoring at a great clip, man. Like his career high, twenty eight point seven in uh, twenty thirteen. And then he starts leveling out. 27.4 and 14, 24.2 and 15, 21.8 and 16, and then 22.4 in New York. The 15 season, he did only play 40 games, though. He, he had a lot of injuries. But then the surprising thing is when the Knicks finally moved him and got away from him and traded him Oklahoma City, it was like, okay, this is Oklahoma City team that just lost Kevin Durant, Um, they. This is a season after Westbrook averaged a triple double, and Oklahoma City's like, <clears throat> let's put something together. Like let's let's see if we can't make our own little big three in OKC. So Oklahoma City's like, let's get Paul George, which was huge, and they're like, let's get Carmelo Anthony too. Let's go and take the rest of that contract. So now Russell Westbrook went from being on a team all by himself to having Paul George. One of the best shooting guards in the league who has rebounded from a devastating foot injury. Ankle. Was it ankle? Yeah, it was his ankle. That shit went sideways. 
And then you bring in Carmelo Anthony, who's like the, who's like, should be the savvy veteran who's willing to do what it takes to make this team work. He didn't do what it took to make this team work at all. 16.2 points in 78 games. It just seemed like the whole time he didn't want to be there, man. And I think Oklahoma City lost in the first round that year. And Melo might have been injured that series. I don't remember who was out. But he didn't help that team whatsoever. You got three strong pieces and one of them was just like, eh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Essentially. That's what it felt like. So more people start questioning his character. And so OKC's like, this didn't work. Move him to Houston, who just brought in... Not didn't just brought in, but Houston, who were just in the Western Conference Finals, came within a, 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 a frog's hair of beating the uh, defending champion Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals with... Old-ass Chris Paul, bum-ass Chris Paul, and I think I'm Michael Jordan and I can't win anything in the 80s, James Harden. And it's like, oh, let's put let's put him with, like, these two guys. Maybe this will work better. He's friends with Carmelo, or he's friends with Chris Paul. They'll have that rapport. This is going to work. Ten fucking games. 13.4 points. He only started two games. 29.4 minutes. He didn't want to come off the bench. He didn't want to come off the bench in Oklahoma City. He said that. And then they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of you, so we're going to trade you to the Bulls. And then the Bulls waved them. The Chicago Bulls didn't even want Carmelo Anthony on their court because the Bulls were tanking and rebuilding everything. But, why? like, how can you be an NBA superstar just five years removed, six years removed from your best, no, five years removed from your best NBA season. And then you get brought to the Chicago Bulls, a team that has not had a superstar since Derrick Rose. Well, Dwayne Wade was a superstar. Jimmy, but Dwayne Wade was an aging superstar. Jimmy Butler was, Butler was, Jimmy Butler is a whole different conversation. I love Jimmy Butler. I do. He was a star. He wasn't a superstar. And even just to sell tickets, it's like, I don't know. if I mean, obviously, the Bulls waived him, and I, I guess they paid him. Whatever, because Melo wasn't worried about getting back. Melo's made a ton of money in his career. But for them to be like, eh, you know what? We're just going to keep tanking. We We don't want your presence around. Even, even, it, it just, it's sad. And so the narrative became, became the longer and longer Melo went unsigned, especially with everybody thinking, oh, the Lakers will bring him in. The Lakers will bring him in with a minimum contract. But then LeBron got hurt. And then the Lakers weren't going to make the playoffs. And I don't even know if it was ever in the plans for the Lakers to bring him in, but everybody said that's where he should go. He's friends with LeBron. They, they should bring him in. And... Then this offseason passed and nobody picked them up. And you're starting to think like, man, this is a horrible way for his career to end. But the Portland Trailblazers are taking a chance on your boy. 
a non-guaranteed deal with the Portland Trailblazers. It's apparently something the Trailblazers have been wanting to do for a while. So Anthony is 35. He'll join the Blazers on our upcoming six-game road trip, which starts Saturday in San Antonio. <sighs> he could fit in well. I mean, playing with Dane Dollar and um, McCollum, C.J. McCollum. I hope he does, man. I I want Melo to... I, I Hopefully Melo's learned from his mistakes the past few years. May, I'm hoping that he's realized that his selfish ways aren't what he wants his legacy to end with and that he just wants to play basketball, man. And if the basketball happens to be winning basketball, then even better. But that's what I'm hoping Melo does. I'm hoping that he will just... I just want him to be able to contribute and... Maybe, maybe have a chance to win some things. I feel like I'm in the way. Let me back up real quick. This truck is real, real close to your boy. Take my parking brake off before I get hit. Um, I, I just want Mello to get to play ball, man. And even if it doesn't work out and he never win, wins a ring and... He ends up in some weird-ass NBA city and ends up retiring. I just want Melo to have uh, get the whole retirement tour thing and, you know, be put out the pasture, man. It's, it's fine. I, but I, I want his legacy to end with him choosing when his NBA career ends, not having the league choose when his NBA career ends. Let's go, Melo. Look, I don't have much time, all right? So let me just say something real quick. My name is EG, and I am the host of two shows that are part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. The first show is called Catch the Show. It's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call because it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, that's Catch the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music-related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip-hop, horrorcore, and the juggalo culture. So yeah, if you're interested in either one, go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button. Okay, got that? Cool. Now let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to. Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. And the Mark Rob, Mark Rob, remember my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson, uh, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. Uh, you can find Hyphen Nation wherever podcasts are sold. Um, please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, um, talk about us at the water cooler, all that stuff. Tell, like, all that stuff, it helps put more ears on the podcast find us anywhere podcasts are sold like i said apple Podcasts, stitcher uh spotify uh we are uh 
uh, powered by Anchor, uh, Radio Public, um, yeah, anywhere, sorry, I, I'm a little disheartened right now, um, because this is, it's now 6.58 p.m., I'm on my way home, Mason Rudolph has still not been suspended, we don't even know if there was a fine for Mason Rudolph, other than the Steelers organization taking that 250000 Um Power positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you have to do you. Call your loved ones. Call your mom. Call your dad. Call your sister. Call your brother. Uh, go visit your, your nieces and nephews. Tell your children how special they are, how much they mean to you. Uh, tell your wife how much she means to you, your spouse how much they mean to you, your husband. <sighs> call your grandmother, call your grandfather, go see your godfather, uh, send a postcard to your godmother. Uh, let Give people their roses while they're still here. It's so important. You never know when it's their time to go. So please give people their flowers while they're here. Words of wisdom for today. Keep your composure, I guess, man, because, I mean, Miles Garrett just lost his the rest of his 2019 campaign because of his actions last night. Deservedly so, but he, he was literally eight seconds away from a Browns win and going on to the next game, getting ready for the next opponent of the Browns, and now he will be sitting at home without pay the rest of the year postseason two if you want to reach out to me it's b hyphen at gmail.com b-h-y-p-h-e-n at b hyphen on twitter hyphen universe on facebook and um incoming call from the b hyphen on instagram if you want to reach out through hyphen podcast group you can do so hyphen podcast group at gmail.com hyphen pod group on twitter hyphen podcast group on instagram and uh, hyphen, pie groups, hyphen podcast group on Facebook. Apologies, Markel Fulcher still trash. It's been an emergency podcast, hyphen nation. I'm tired, mostly. I'm worn out. I've had a long day, but I, I expected the league to come down hard on Miles Garrett. The fact that Mason Rudolph didn't have anything really bugs me, though. But again, it's the same league that's kept Colin Kaepernick out for three years. Uh, it's been three years, two years. How long has Kaepernick been without a job? It's been too long. It's, it's just really disheartening. Thank you to each and every one of y'all that have listened to the World's Greatest Podcast, the Barack Obama-approved World's Greatest Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. And until next time... As I pull in my house, excuse the driving, had to get the outro done. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.